What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, why was Madigan's corruption trial delayed? Is it time to get the dibs chairs out? And did you play any good board games over the holidays? Producer Michelle Navarro and I are here to tell you what's going on. It's Tuesday, January 9th. I'm Simona Visea in for Jacoby Cochran. And this is what Chicago is talking about. Hey, Michelle, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing okay. Late last week, we heard that Mike Madigan's trial has been delayed about six months. So this is the former Illinois House Speaker who's facing racketeering charges for just a variety of alleged corruption schemes during his decades and decades in office. But it's interesting because the reason the trial was delayed actually has to do with a case out of Northwest Indiana. So what are the details of that case? Yeah. So this has to do with a case out of Portage, Indiana, Snyder v. United States. This is a a U.S. Supreme Court case. And what happened was is former Portage Mayor James Snyder was initially convicted of bribery in 2021. But his lawyers are saying that the money that he got in this scheme, it was like $13,000 for, you know, steering uh, the purchase of, of garbage trucks, right, that he directed that contract toward a particular company, that the money he got came after the city purchased the trucks. Therefore, his lawyers say, it's not quid pro quo. It's not bribery. That makes it a gratuity. And so they're asking the Supreme Court to overturn this conviction, this element of it, because that's the argument that it's not bribery. It's so fun. Like the word choice, right, is so important. Is it like a little gift or Mm -hmm. is it like, you know, like that's really the big difference. Is it a little gift or is it something that we had promised, hey, I'm going to get you this if you do this for me? And it's so hard because like what can you look at that as for face value? You're rewarding someone for something they did to you. And and that's something that where you shouldn't, that this is why these standards of like, even as us as journalists, right? Like we can't receive gifts from people. Same thing with politicians. The thing we have, you know, in, in common is that we're trying to serve people out of our interests, but in the interests of people. So it's just interesting that they're kind of going off this wordplay. And that's kind of like the big thing that's really, really halting this case. I think, as you say, there's sort of an element here that's like, the face value of this, what the average person is seeing is like, oh, interesting. You gave a contract to this company and they gave you personally, former mayor James Snyder, thousands of dollars for consulting services, supposedly. Like that looks and seems like things are not on the up and up. But lower circuit courts are divided on sort of what 
you know, does a gratuity if there's not an explicit quid pro quo, if there's not an explicit prior agreement that says, you know, I will accept this money in exchange for taking this action as a politician. Is that really a bribe? And you can kind of see in like a legal vacuum, right, of like how that kind of makes sense, right? Like, surely you would want to prove the intention of of where right. this money is coming from but again i think for us lay people it it makes a big difference and basically what's going on is because the us supreme court is considering this case what madigan mike madigan's lawyer said is hey i think we need to delay this trial until after this case has been decided because there are elements and counts as part of his indictment that would speak to this, like, you know, when did Madigan receive the benefits from taking the actions that he's accused of taking for 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 which benefits? And the judge essentially agreed and said, look, we don't want to we don't want to have to retry this after, right. you know, after this is all decided and do this all over again. Like, let's wait until Snyder is decided, which is expected uh, sometime this summer. Yeah. And you, you said the word intention and that's going to be like the messy thing about this. It's like, how can we truly know what people's intentions were? So I'm really interested in, interested in seeing kind of the arguments being used for the word gratuity. It's just like when you hear gratuity, it's like you think of a tip at a restaurant. That's what I think of when I say when I hear gratuity. You have excellent service at a restaurant or just great, you know, service at a restaurant. And you you're like, oh, thank you for taking care of me. And, and in politics, I don't think that really lends itself. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what, um, what comes out of this and its impact on this case and also more corruption cases to possibly come. Right. That's just, that's the thing is, you know, the feds have had a banner year in Chicago and Illinois. Um, yep. I feel like we've talked about corruption just, you know, the past like few months. I feel like we've talked about it like every other week right. because there's some trial going on. We've got a series of indictments that have kind of come down the line from that big kind of raid in, um, you know, 2019. And the other thing, too, to think about is like, and this is sort of not at play in the Snyder case, but I, it makes me think about things like campaign donations, like it, it it sort of starts to raise these questions about when is it ever okay to give a politician money? Is it ever okay? Right. Especially if you have done business with the city or do business with the city in some capacity. I don't know. I think it's I think that it it will be a really interesting case to watch. And the other thing that's gonna happen too is now Madigan's trial is in October, which means it's probably going to be taking place during a presidential election, <laughs> um, which is just going to be uh, it's like a lot of stuff happening all at once this fall, really kind of pushing this down the line. We were expecting like, ah, yes, maybe this trial will be happening during the primary. But but now it's looking like it'll be happening during the, the general election, which just I feel like it just adds another layer of, you know, we're thinking about the way politics are done in this state, in this city, and in this country. And it's, I think it's going to be quite, quite, quite messy. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. 
I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. You might have seen some snow on the ground this morning. Maybe you even had to shovel out a space for your car. Either way, now is a great time to have the perennial debate about dibs. Michelle, how do you feel about this tradition of saving parking spots with household objects after you've shoveled out the space? I would like to, before I say anything, I do not drive. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. I do have opinions, but I do not drive. So this has never been something that's personally affected me, though I did grow up you know, with my parents driving. And so I was in my my neighborhood, on my block. It's very respected. It's a very respected practice. Everyone tries to, you know, do their best at shoveling their spot. And people put dibs all the time. And it's like the protocol for my block is if you shovel, that is your spot. I grew up with my parents putting random shit in front of their, in front of our house and in our parking spot. And so I'm totally cool with it. I'm totally game. I think I've seen my dad clean out, especially in those years where we've had a lot of snow. I've seen my dad take his time to clean his parking spot, to add salt and to add salt around. And he, and you know, and also like if you're cleaning your parking spot, you're more than likely to, or you should, if you don't, shame on you, but you should be cleaning your sidewalk for people who are going to be walking on your block for your neighbors. And so I think like if you're going to be taking care of the outside of your home and you're like, you you earn that, you know what I mean? That's how I see it. So this is the question though. So this is the question though. If you did drive, if you had a car and you had to park on the street, A, would you dibs? B, what would you dibs with? Most definitely, if I cleaned the spot, and I, you know, I took care of it, then I definitely agree that it is fine for me to dibs. And I would use like a a city marker, something that looks like the city put it, because I feel like it'll make it like because someone can, you know, someone can just have that day and just pass by and be like, F your dibs and take your thing off, which happens a lot, too. And so I would probably use something like an orange cone or orange cones Weren't you saying that your dad had had chairs stolen? Actually? <laughs> yeah. So my dad, we had this, these really heavy metal or like iron chairs that we would use in our patio um, in our backyard. And because they're so heavy, my dad's like, oh, this is great. But the but people who like collect iron, like they would pass by and steal them. And so like, I think the best bet is just putting random stuff that people aren't really that enticed to steal. I think if you leave something like good, someone might take it. But like, I don't know, just leaving something goofy would be kind of funny, I think. Like, <laughs> I was looking at, like, there's a Tumblr page called chicagodibs.tumblr.com. And I'm just, even just online, I see a lot of people put their funniest dibs. One of my, one of the funniest ones is just, like, random religious, like, uh, statues. Iconography. Yeah, there's one of, like, a giant <laughs> statue of Jesus that I think is actually pretty funny. Also, but also, like, moving that to, like, put your car in feels like a lot of effort, in my opinion. Something like that. 
so is cleaning your spot. So is like taking 20 minutes to clean out your spot and to, you know, ensure that your car can safely go in and go out of the spot. So I think it's fair. I think the biggest and most obnoxious ones are my favorite for sure. But like I said, I would I would choose like something very like subtle, like an orange cone or maybe like take some some kind of like city thing from around the block and like place it on my spot because then people are going to be like, oh, is this the city? Like is the city doing work? And that's how I would disguise my dibs. I that is clever. I don't know if I agree with it in principle. <laughs> I so here's 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 I've talked about this on the show, but just to to for new listeners and for anyone who you know is uh hasn't hasn't heard me rant about this, so I disagree with dibs in principle. I think it's not neighborly. I think you know these are public roadways. I think fundamentally, I think uh you know it shouldn't be up to individuals to you know kind of make public rights of way public ways clear and available to use like i just fundamentally i don't think that's the case i think that's not well, that's, how this that's is supposed real. to work now that said if i come upon a spot that i was hoping to park in and i see some chairs i'm not going to move them i'm a hundred percent i'm not going to mess with that i don't know what's going on i don't know who's coming around the corner like that is the right answer i would be concerned for you if you did that <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm going to respect that. I'm not going to because I mean, there there are people who will move, who will move your stuff and uh, will will just oh, park yeah. there anyway. And then like and to be fair, when I moved to Chicago, I moved here in February, purposefully looked for a building with parking so that I didn't have to think about this. I was like, I, I really don't want to have to encounter this debate in the real world at all if I don't have to. Uh, and so I didn't. And that's how I avoided the dibs question. That is a super logical and fair answer because I completely respect the idea that public roads are for the public good. I also wanted to say like dibs does not work days after it snowed. Like, yes, take that off. Take like it's done. You know, the snow's gone. I don't think it's fair. It, it's very it's a very time, you know, sensitive kind of thing where you think it's OK. Um, I also think that if the city did probably a better job at like cleaning walkways and snowways in specific areas of the city, because they're great in other areas, but in other areas, they don't, they don't be coming around. So I think if they did better job at that, less people would be concerned at cleaning their snow and less people would be that greedy with spaces. But alas, here we are. <laughs> here we are in, in, <laughs> in wintertime. I do think that's a good point though, because in other cities where this this kind of thing happens. Apparently, it is done year round and not just during the winter. And I do appreciate that about Chicago. I don't see a lot of summer dibs. Uh, no, out, no. Out here. Like, and I feel like that's generally agreed upon. That like, mm, it's a free for all. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah. First come, first serve. I a hundred percent agree. Let us know how you feel about dibs. Give us a give us a call. Shoot us a text 773-780-0246. Or uh, if you got some dibs in your neighborhood, uh, show us some photos. Let us know throughout the winter. We'll kind of be collecting opinions on this. And um, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get a definitive answer to dibs, good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, over the holiday, we I wrote up a little uh, guide to board games that are either locally made or sort of locally inspired. And as it turns out, our readers are also 
really into board games and gave us a bunch more suggestions. Did you know that like Chicago is actually home to like a bunch of like board card game makers? Like it's like a real hub for that kind of thing. I actually had no idea um, until yeah. reading about this. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know at all. Yeah. Are you a board game person? Do you like board I games? I do. I love board games growing up. Me and my sister played them a lot. We were big Clue fans. We were big Life fans, like kind of the classics. You know, some of the board games that I talked about, which I it's funny because I sourced from like my friends who play a lot of board games. But, you know, Cards Against Humanity, which I think is quite popular. A lot of right. people, you know, have love that game. Yeah. You know, started by a group of uh, Highland Park High School alumni. You know, there were more than one. I found more than one game, you know, that sort of lets you play like a prohibition style gangster where you like take territory. Wise Guys was one that was recommended. And then one that I really, really want to play but haven't had the chance to yet is Loop, the elevated card game from Transit Tees, which is basically it was described to me as Uno, but with transit lines but with the l lines you're like matching the colors of like the the red line yeah 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 and you're like the stations and you're trying to get rid of all your cards and i love uno so i think that's one that i would definitely want to check out our readers recommended several more um patricia g wrote in about games that were made by marvin glass who was a chicago native and these are like really classic games like Mousetrap, Operation, Ants in the Pants, Simon. So Patricia says those should all count as Chicago games because Marvin Glass was from here, which is generally how we like to do things in Chicago, yeah. I think. Yeah. If you're born here, like we claim you. Yeah. Abs- 100%. It's very funny, actually. <laughs> Patricia also recommended a few game cafes, Bonus Round, and uh, Stay and Play. And then Shelby K mentioned another transit tease game called Chicago Handshake, which is a-, a drinking game and, you know, involves the classic Malort old style combo. It is. Oof. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the cards say things like take turns naming local breweries First one to miss takes one drink and then one, you know, takes one drink and you play that way and there are points and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, Shelby said that uh, they they skirted the rules a little bit, did a sip of Malort, skipping the beer, which I would have done the other way around. I would have avoided the Malort at all costs personally. But I would have took a sip of the, the old style and skipped the Malort. But yeah, you go, Shelby. You go, Shelby. <laughs> yeah, you go, girl. Well, thanks so much to everyone who wrote in. If you have any other games you want to share with us, uh, I've said the number earlier. You can also email us, chicago at citycast.fm. And yeah, definitely want to hear because I'm a big board gamer and uh, want to hear what other games are uh, are out here. Thanks so much, Michelle, for taking the time and uh, chatting with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You can find our list of Chicago board games, plus more on dibs, and the Indiana case affecting local corruption trials at chicago.citycast.fm. That's also where you can subscribe to our newsletter, Hey Chicago, where you get stories like these in your inbox five days a week. And some good news. Since we're talking about the newsletter, remember, it's the last week to vote Hey Chicago as best newsletter and CityCast Chicago as best podcast in the readers' best of 2023. Find us under the City Life category and vote at the link in the show notes. It really means a lot to us. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow as we are most Wednesdays chatting about food. We'll talk to you then.
I've never played a game of Monopoly. And for some reason, I don't want to. But I think I should eventually one day. I feel like you would actually be extremely competitive in Monopoly. Um, 